1: It can be very frustrating, but a guy like Gutierrez
2: is picking you apart. I earned my shot. I'm number fifteen. I earned my way to the top. Chris, el guapo Gutierrez.
3: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video.
4: I've never been happier. I'm for a fucking podcast. (laughs) <laughs> <That's>
3: dangerous! <laughs> Listen to me, we're out of Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I, I got hurt today and I literally can't lift my arm. Oh, I fucked up my shoulder today, man.
4: I well, was, Let me ask you, Jimmy, how'd that happen?
3: Uh, I was training. Oh. And it, it was just, I think we were doing just kind of grabbing the head on the way down into a guillotine like like in a regular street fight and i was doing something and i went i just reached and i felt it like pop and i can't lift it past like it just hurts when i lift
4: here i think here. i, don't know I what that think is. it's worth it's worth it you get these injuries just so that like you could talk about getting what it. do you
3: think this is though like what what do you think this is like what, like when i can't lift i know that i know
4: that's your shoulder right Oh, if you can't, you know, I think, I think it's just a little, you know, a little nothing. I think you got to walk that shit off. Look at my, I look like I was rolling with Wolverine today. What is that? What is that right there? You see that red mark? Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a little friction, a little friction, but this is weird. because I can't see it.
3: Like, I don't know what this is. I lift it up and I'm like, did I pull something or is it a tear?
4: Well, I mean, nope. I don't know how the pain is. I don't know how the pain is. Oh, I mean,
3: you hurt your little wing. I hurt my little wing. It's very unpleasant, and Listen. my right foot hurts. I hurt that kicking the pad. All right, let's bring in Chris Gutierrez. Great win. Hey, um,
4: win, dominant.
3: Yeah, very, very dominant. The, what's
4: up with them in the leg kicks over there? I
3: don't know, but I love it. I love you know Matt and Barboza. What a great leg kick! Uh, we have a lot to talk about with this fight. With oh. we, oh, we'll yeah? bring in oh. uh, Chris two uh over sadiq youssef uh one of the more impressive comebacks i've seen because i did not think edson had a shot at getting out of that i thought bisping was was giving the second round uh oh he's not here anymore he popped out okay bisping was giving the second round to sadiq and thought he might be up two nothing but i thought i thought edson won that second round what did you think
4: i think it easily could have went to um to Edson. It was close, very close.
3: Very close, right?
4: Very close. I thought it was a close round, but I think it could have went, I think it could have went, went an easy way, either way with that one. But that, that fucking uh, roundhouse head kick in the third oh, round. Beautiful.
3: I didn't know. And again, it's easy to sit there at home and, and wonder why a fighter doesn't do something. But yeah. when he, he went for a choke, and it was kind of an awkward choke he went for. And I wondered at that moment why he went for the sub instead of getting up. Um, again, when you're fighting, I guess that's just what felt like the right thing. But I was just kind of wondering, why isn't he getting up? Because this sub is not working. He only's got a few seconds left.
4: Maybe uh, it's a sub that he hits often and that he felt uh, okay. with it. You know what I mean? That's what happens, guys. Kind of fall, fall in love with it. Oh, he's, oh. A, he's so manly. That hurts. I tore two clouds on the mat for two hours today. I did a lot of De La Riva open guard, little reversals, and into bread cutters. Oh, it was fun.
3: I don't know what a bread cutter is. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm not sure. I'll All right, we got Chris Bell.
4: I'll put that wounded arm by your side. I get trapped by your side. I get four fingers up by your traps, a thumb in your chest level, and a cross side. It's a cross side uh, collar choke. Oh, okay. It's fuck. Um, you know, it's nasty. I like it a lot. Hey, Jimmy, between yes, your surgery and my little facial scar, it's not a scar. It's a little little friction. I, I were like two manly co-hosts of UFC Unfiltered.
3: I made a real noise when I got hurt. I mean, I really felt that something popped or pulled, and I and I've had bad luck with it. What did you, ah. know, you do?
4: What kind ah. of music?
3: did like that? That?
4: Or did you go? Can't you? Can't you?
3: No, I, I went. I did not make bird sounds.
4: I went. Ah, oh, that's a manly sound. That's like you know, a. Right. That's like you know, a fighter sound.
3: Oh, but it's this oh, weird hey. thing when you raise it. I, I don't know. I just want to know what the fuck it is.
4: But uh, I was really impressed with Edson coming back from that. I thought that was something else. And cra- it
3: was crazy. And that's Matt, That's where a guy who's been fighting for as many years and had as many main events, he's fought Habib, That That's where a guy who has done uh, that type of fighting is a veteran of stuff like that and knows exactly what he has to uh, uh what he has to do to survive and, and, and bring Sadiq into those later rounds. So I think it was his first five-round fight.
4: He's got a, a very high fight IQ, Jimmy. Yeah,
3: he does. He certainly sure. does.
4: Um, hey, man, while we're waiting for Chris to get in, you know, there was fights Sunday night. Uh, oh, we're going to talk <laughs> about it. We're talking about- uh, I hear something.
3: Up. Hey, Chris. Not sure. It. How are you doing? How are you? I'm Congrats, are you Chris. Good.
2: Congrats, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: And you got switched last minute. You were supposed to fight the week before, right? Uh, uh, Montel uh, Jordan, I think?
2: Yeah, yeah. Or Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Montel, Montel Jackson. Montel, Montel Jackson. Jackson.
3: Yeah. And what happened? And, and, and um, why so last minute? Uh,
2: I think, he, from what I was told, he suffered some kind of like rib injury. Broken rib, fractured rib, something like that. Uh, the, the week, I think like Sunday or Monday.
3: So you had almost no time to get ready. Um, I, but then again, he didn't have a whole lot of time to train for you. Um, I, I always want to say uh, Alan Tengali or Gelli. I never, uh, Alan Tengeli, it's a very difficult name to uh, to say properly. So it's one of those two ways. I've heard guys say it different ways. Uh, you had really no time to get ready for him.
2: No, uh-uh. just uh, kind of had, a, uh, you know, on the fly, kind of had to adapt on the fly with that one.
3: Um, does that concern you at all? Or do you kind of, is there a time where you like that where neither one of you guys, it it, it like literally is just being thrown into a room with somebody, uh, without any, any preparation uh, or do you prefer to have the full camp?
2: Mm, I mean, it's a fight, right? Just kind of, you know, you, you trained, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, you would think at this point, you know, it would be nice to get a camp, but the reality is we're always riding that fine line of like injury, and uh, it's just part of the game. You know, it, it happens. Hey, uh, you just got to get it, used to it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, shit, man. As you listen, the camps are the hardest part. The fighting, the fighting's the, the fighting's the fun part. Those camps, as you get older, you're a young man. But as you get older, those things get brutal. Let me ask you. It's not a co-wink-a-dink that Johnny Martinez was using some nice leg kicks and you were using some nice leg kicks and you trained together. What is going on over at your, your academy over there? Talk to me.
2: A lot of, what do you mean? What's going on?
4: I, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if I had a couple of my guys on the same card utilizing some kamoras, I'd go, hey, man, you guys must love the kamoras over there. So that's kind of what I'm alluding <laughs> to is you guys both being so great at the leg kicks. Is that just it was just presented itself or
2: I mean no I mean there's I mean I, I think part of it is just like I think we we have a like a the style that we you know we we kind of have is really good for leg kicks and stuff like that we do we do train them a lot um yeah me and Jonathan in the room it's a it's a fun they're fun rounds for sure and uh yeah I, I think is is mainly I think we approach we approach the kicking game a little different and so we have different views on it different takes and we look for different um, we look for different like flinches and different like steps things like that
3: I, I I think there's a few guys in UFC history that have uh two leg stoppage wins and I think Jonathan is one of the guys that has two wins by leg uh due to kicks
2: Yeah 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 it's uh it's. You know uh, him and Edson are th- the two that have it right now currently. So my next one, I got to get a stoppage leg kick so I can join that that crew. <laughs> could, could
3: could you feel how effective that was? Because his leg by the second round, I mean, it, it looked like a different shade. I mean, it was really red and used some beautiful front kick. Could could you feel like he was slowing down or, or, or being uh, very concerned with that, or or did he seem to not be willing to do too much to stop it?
2: Yeah, I could. Uh, I could feel. I could feel like I could feel this bone. I could feel like the the bone on his leg, like bend and give every time I would kick. Ooh. And uh, I don't know when, when people, uh, when, when people act like it doesn't hurt, uh, that gives me kind of pumped up, you know? So like I, I use that as like fuel and uh, he was doing that a lot. And I just, I knew it was, I knew they were landing and I knew little by little, they were chipping away until the end. I could feel like I could literally feel his bone. Like, mashing in a little bit and i was like man any more and it's gonna give man man."
4: the only thing better though the only thing worse i should say than him having a good poker face is every time you hit him he went (laughs) it. that would be he might be in the wrong business i gotta give him credit for keeping up because jimmy might have cried no i would i would have said
3: ow I would have said, How? I don't hide it. I, you would have known. I got hurt today. And I went, Ah, like, you would have known. After the first leg kick, I was in a fucking deep trouble. For sure. Um, you had, how did, you, how did that, uh, you had won, I think, it was it eight, eight fights that a loss? And then you had that loss to Pedro. And then you came back and looked so good yesterday. Um, so it, it obviously didn't affect your confidence at all. Um, you know, how did you feel after that loss? And was there adjustments you decided you wanted to make? Or, or, or what was your feelings?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I, the way I explained it was, you know, I was coming on well, it was it seven, eight, nine fights unbeaten. And so, like, I think subconsciously, without me even, like, wanting to, I just thought I was I was crossing the T's and dotting the I's, you know. But in reality, you know, I was lacking some things because, you know… If, If it ain't fixed, don't, you know, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. And, you know, I I think that's what led to my downfall is I got too uh, complacent and um, it showed, it showed with Pedro. It showed the little things that I didn't do in the gym. It, it like screamed at me in the fight. And that was like one of the scariest moments in the fight against Pedro where these thoughts came over my mind. Like you didn't do this and you know, you didn't. And there's someone in front of you who's going to expose that? And he was. And so I felt very helpless, very helpless in the fight in a way. And it was a lot of mental warfare against myself, uh, mainly in the fight. I just had to go back and fix things a lot personally and in the training room. And, you know, and, and, and it did, you know, I, I felt like I grew uh, a lot in this fight and uh, yeah, I'm happy with, with how it, how it worked out. You know, I'm, I'm always a perfectionist. I'm always going to want more, but uh, for what it was, I'm happy. Can, can I ask you said I you were standing in front of him and you went you
3: didn't do this. What 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 was happening when uh, you said that to yourself? Was he doing something in particular that you didn't feel prepared for? Or what what moment was it that you actually said that to yourself? What was
2: happening? It was like certain certain exchanges, certain things and in, in exchanges like when he would when he would come into a certain like space that, that's my space, my timing. Um I don't know. I just kind of made him bigger than life. And I kind of, I, you know, I, to, to, be honest, man, I was a kid watching this guy fight and, you know, and now I'm having the opportunity to share the, the uh-huh. cage with him. And, and that's a real thing. I, I really think I was, I gave him a little bit more respect and, uh, you know, with a lot of other things. And it, it didn't help that he zinked me like the first 30 seconds of the fight. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I just, you know, amongst other things, but I think it was just the way he approached it. He approached it like a veteran. He approached it like, "I am the number ten. I'm here to stay. I'm not here locked in with you. You're locked in here with me." You know, he he oozed a lot of like uh, confidence, and 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 where I was just like the kid being like admiring him, like, "Man, yeah. that's Pedro yeah. Munoz in front of me."
4: Yeah. Ah, oh, shit, man. Well, listen, the best thing to do after a loss is do exactly what you did: have a dominating win. So you did the you're right there. It's, it's great. Let me let me ask you. Enough of this MMA stuff. What are you doing when you're not training? You're not training, and I don't want active rest. About talking about you hiking a mountain. I <laughs> want what is some hobbies, some books you're reading, a series you're watching on Netflix, anything. Tell me.
2: You know, um, I, I actually just finished reading this book, and I've actually had to read this book uh two or three times believe it or not it's uh uh th- the ways of the superior man oh
4: and, and, all right cliff notes what's the best ways i'm only kidding but what is it about, <laughs> what is it about? it's clear it's, 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 i'm sorry <laughs> what is it again it's it's
2: the the ways of the superior man oh
4: all right so, it's, it's,
2: about man it's a it's a lot about um you know um uh, for me, it was like, you know, being at peace with yourself, you know, uh, accepting things for what they are, you know, seeing things for what they really are, not for what you want them to be.
1: Mm. And just
2: kind of like, it, it really helps you like zone in on like who you are. And, and just, I don't know, the book really helped me like, slow things down, you know, I guess one of the biggest things was like, my number one reaction was always like anger, you know, uh, on anything, you know, it was just that's yeah. how I grew up. And so that book really helped me like, you know, not take things personal, uh, you know, don't make assumptions, you know, just trying to be a right, just trying to do right, you know.
0: Oh, wow. I think I need
4: that book. I get angry. It's, I, like I
2: said, it, It's I've, I've had to read it two or three times. Uh, I finished it and I gave it to my little brother. So uh, I'm actually going to check in with him see if he's, if he's read it. But that book has definitely like helped me uh, approach oh, that- life a little bit simpler and a little bit more easier very interesting i like that
3: and, and you said something too uh chris you, you reminded me we had drew doberon i want to say it was a week ago and he was talking about coming back from a loss and you said something really similar which was he was like yeah i just kind of believed like that i was in like you start to believe it when you have a few wins in a row Like, hey, and then he said what he did was he kind of went back and said what got me to these wins like like, what am I shortcut? Like, I was able to knock people out, but I was doing A, B, and C before, and then I stopped doing A, B, and C, just going for the knockout. So you sound like you kind of had the same attitude about it, and that's probably why you came and, and won this fight after.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can say the same. You know, it's, uh yeah, 100%. Uh Just had to go back and patch some holes, you know, and uh hopefully it showed, you know.
3: Yeah, it it definitely did. What did you think of the rest of the card too? When you see a guy like Edson, you were talking about a veteran, and Matt and I spoke about this before, and, and how Pedro is 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 a veteran, um, and and those guys just know how to weather a storm and and how to what they have to do against every different style of fighter. And to see Edson in that first round, kind of uh, uh, take Sadiq into the fifth. And what did you think of that fight? And did you think he had a shot after the first round? Because I love Edson, and I thought he was done in the first.
2: Yeah, I, I think we all did. You know, I think we're all guilty of that. I, you know, I wrote Edson off a little bit in the first, um, but again, that's it goes to show you can't judge a book by his cover. Second round, he lands the spinning, you know, heel kick, and he starts swinging the fight his way. I, I love that. You know, I, I think it shows a lot about uh, his growth as a as a as a person, as a man. You know, to to go through these wars, man, it takes a, it takes a bit of you as well. I always say that I'm a firm believer in that you got to, you got to know who you are through and through when you're going through these wars with another man. I think, I I honestly think that's what kind of like gives you the edge, you know?
3: I would also love to ask Sadiq too. Have you been in a position like that where either you were way behind or, or way ahead and it turned around? Like I would love to ask what Sadiq's thinking was as you feel him coming back, uh in the second uh and then in the third do you feel like it's slipping away from you have, have you had that happen where you were again very very dominant in, in say the first and then and blew the fight or or in the reverse
4: have you had that
2: yeah I, i've had fights like that um amateur and like uh earlier uh pro like before i got signed to the ufc um i had a fight where before i got signed to the ufc i was doing really good in fourth round dude decides to the size start throwing knee bars, leg locks, and he was running me through a system. And, you know, I, I think I, I lost the fourth round and I was like, man, like, you know, I think I won the first three, but in my mind, I was like, man, I'm losing the fight. I, I got to stay in, but I, I found myself to stay, you know, very calm within the fight. I've always been really good at that, at staying really calm and, and just uh, not rushing it and, and, and finding the opportunity.
4: You yeah, talked well, about, I'm sorry.
2: Not exactly. Uh, I was gonna say you talked
4: about the um, the winner of Rob Font and uh, Figaretto. That that's that's very interesting. I, I I think with either guy, it's fireworks. Is there a guy? Is anybody you either one you would uh prefer to go first? Or it don't matter.
2: No, I mean at this point it would it would most likely be the winner. So
4: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, as far as style wise, you don't give a shit anyway. oh.
2: No, I wouldn't give a shit. I mean, yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, uh, I think I think is more of like you know the submission parts. So you got to worry about the submissions, and he's more of a, a crazy striker. Yeah. Um. Uh, but with with uh, Rob Font, I believe his striking is more crisp. But where he, I think there's a little bit more holes in like the grappling department
4: that Corey Sandhagen might have, uh, you know, brought to light. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, kind of exploited. You know, like with me. Everyone says everyone t- says with me, you know, to rush me. Okay. Mm. Ah shit. Fine. Oh, we we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes.
3: <laughs> yeah, cuz you because if you if you think that they're going to do that, you you know that they're thinking they're going to do that. So, it's like you you both are thinking the same thing. So, it's almost like they're not surprising you by by if that's the strategy is to pressure you or to or to, or to try to rush in.
2: Correct, correct. Yep.
3: Well, Chris, look, congratulations, man. A great fight um very very dominant and, and i have you know i think i've said this 100 times on the show my favorite thing is is just guys beating up legs um i, I don't know why i love that so much it, it's just i guess because my whole life watching boxing you didn't see it and so now the last 20 years in mma i just there's nothing i like more than watching somebody kick legs um and just great great fight man really really happy for you so congratulations buddy
2: congrats thank you i appreciate that and we'll have you on again
3: too maybe after your next fight or maybe right before if you'd like
2: Oh, of course. I'd love it. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, it was awesome talking to, to you
3: too. You too, Chris. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. All right,
2: Chris, man. Be good, buddy. Congrats.
3: Chris Gutierrez. Yeah.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
3: Yeah, that was uh, unbelievable. The whole card, I forgot about Edson, and I forgot that he was the other guy that had those, uh, maybe it was only two guys, I thought it was more, uh, that had two leg uh, stoppages.
4: I'm going to say, I, listen, I'm going to say it's more. I mean, you know, we're not counting Marco, who is chopping down the polar bear with the fucking leg kicks. Somebody look up those. Uh, Paul Barlins, may he rest in peace.
3: Did he have more than one stoppage that way? More than one win?
4: I'm saying there's more. What about okay. Pedro Rizzo? H to the Izzo. I know Pedro Rizzo. And I used to, sorry, I used to uh, fight on the same card as that guy. That's not. That's a, let's edit, edit that out.
3: No, 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 no. no. Why wouldn't um, we? It's wonderful.
4: Dang, Longo used to say that because it was like a rap song, and he goes, H to the Izzo, I know Pedro. Rizzo. But anyway.
2: What Pedro would he say?
4: I'm not saying it again. Stop it. Uh but Pedro Rizzo, he fought Randy Couture at UFC 31, losing the title, even though it's a questionable fight. Right. I think he would have won that one. But uh he I think he I believe he stopped Tank Abbott with leg kicks. Maybe I'm wrong, but I remember him chopping down those legs. So whoever's doing that poll of you know, I think they fucked it up. But maybe What is I'm- your
3: favorite th- No, no, it might have been more fighters. I just don't remember. What is your uh what is your favorite thing to see? When you're watching guys fight, I mean, I'm going to guess it's a sub. Uh, but what, is there a submission you prefer over anything else? Like if you could watch one type of a victory, you'd watch it?
4: No, listen. I love a beautiful knockout. I love a beautiful submission. I don't like, I don't like an arm lock that was an arm lock, but also it pops the guy's forearm or something. I don't like something that's kind of sloppy. I just like clean technique. Um, now, look, we got to talk about the card. I also got to talk about. I got three guys at Ford over the weekend on the amateur card, and we went 3 and 0 over the oh, weekend. Oh, nice.
3: Very good. Um,
4: really quick. And you can look on my Instagram, look on my story. Look on it right now. If you want a, a seven second fight, young Marcus, uh, Marcus Reed. Now, he is now 5 0. He has four rear naked chokes. And last night is the first night. Now, he didn't tell his parents that he was fighting until he already got the belt like in three fights in. So last night he defended the belt uh, in front of all his family, friends in our Academy, you know, at the Westbury space theater in long Island, seven second head kick. <laughs> he does a, a hook. Watch my last thing on my um, Instagram.
3: Hold on. I'm looking for you. let me see it,
4: man. Look on my I story. Have, guys. I have to I have, to, I
3: have to unblock you. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> 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 Hold on i'm in your stories now i see you i see some uh pads kicking
4: i see jim fourth one in i see
3: matt again the young lad i see lfg uh, which i imagine is uh something something go i mean i see pictures one i don't see fights
4: wait there's one hold on three
3: and still picture of the gang here it goes
4: and one more and okay, let's
3: just see. Seven seconds. Ready, watch. Okay, boom, boom. Wow, that was a quick kick. Yep, that was a fast.
4: And and you hear the announces. One of them is. Uh, I couldn't Ally. hear. I was listening to you. Raging Ally Aquinta does. Um, you know, at the Ring of Combat, he does some of the commentary. So it was him and the other gentleman. I don't know who the other guy was. I gotta listen, but he was like. Now we just know there's no like mistake. What Marcus is going to do? He's going to go for a shot any second, and he kicks him in the face. He's like, "Oh well, <laughs> not," because all his prior fights are rear naked chokes, and now he has a shin to the face head kick. So young Marcus, who never thought he was going to be a fighter, what is, weight? Uh, five and zero.
3: What what weight's he it?
4: I believe one forty five.
3: Let me ask you too. Do you think having four <laughs> subs? Uh, did did he? Plan for like okay, it's almost like when you you keep hitting a guy in the body and then he goes to block the body, you hit the head. Do you think that he he kind of is like I'm going to catch somebody off guard with this because they're going to be expecting me to shoot?
4: Funny, it's funny, and so much credit has to be you know given to his striking coach, which is Carol Colombo, my wife's striking coach. She was taught under the great Ray Longo, and she's a really she's a really really great coach. You know what I mean? And. uh me and her, like last night, we couldn't. We, we cornered uh three fighters. We had young Cal Callaway, he's a 17 year old kid who had he fought another 17 year old kid in a kickboxing match. I don't normally corner in kickboxing, right? But I did for this kid because I, I like this kid. And I only the other time I did that's for my wife, so I did that. And I let you know, obviously, Carol jumps in and he dominated another kid and just did everything but finish him. He, he did great, that kid. That was his debut. Then my then Tommy went in there now. Tommy's a phenomenal wrestler. Tommy DeGennaro, Uh, He's got a hearing problem. So he goes by the nickname Beethoven because he's playing a sympathy. Yeah, guy. sure. Kind of funny. It's funny. And uh, he, now look, in amateur rules, the first couple of fights, you cannot strike on the floor. And to wrestlers, that's a real disadvantage, you know? So he fought an explosive dude. He dominated him. He got hit a couple of times in the, in the third round. But he... Uh, you know, he weathered it and just took the guy down. and But the only problem is the guys could just clam up because they know they can't get hit, you know? So right. they're on their slippery, so they're pulling out of subs. So next fight, he's going to be able to do the striking on the floor, and that's going to be a big difference. So, but he did great. Tommy did great, dominated the dude, showed some beautiful wrestling. It was really good. So Shit, the- you just made
3: me think of something, Matt. What were you just saying before? I, I was, I wanted to, I admit, I have the little ADD too. You're talking about uh, kickboxing. What were you talking about after kickboxing?
4: Uh, Cal did the kickboxing, and then Tommy was fighting. He's he's a little, he's a little bit deaf. I told you that also. Oh,
3: that's what I was going to ask you. Yes, the when you're, you 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 have issues with your hearing, wh- what is the cornering like?
4: Oh no, like, it's it's non-existent when the fight's going on.
3: You can't well, corner him like that. It,
4: no, it's almost he's not going to hear me. Sometimes he made eye contact with me, and I try <laughs> to do something, but it's very frustrating. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, so in between rounds, I make eye contact. What am I telling him what I want? And I have to make the most out of that minute. You know what I mean? Right. So, Can know. he
3: read lips? Like, if you're talking to him in there, nah, or- he'll
4: look at you and he'll listen, you know? And okay. I, he hears some, but it's more about trying to look at, like, like read your lips a little bit, you know?
3: And you can't have him looking at you too much because he's got to concentrate on the, who's in front of him. Like, no, in, no, in the no, cage, no, no. it's hard for him to look over. Yeah.
4: No, no, no. That's not happening. So he's right. on, it's on his own. So I got to, so that's not normal. So, I'm usually a very, I'm a vocal guy sometimes, you know, obviously. So I have to kind of like, it's very frustrating. I'm just sitting there sure. like, you know, uh, it's hard to, you know, but, uh, you know, he, he did, he, the guy, the kid did phenomenal. His wrestling is a beautiful thing to watch. And he's working full time now at my school, the kid. So it's nice. It's a nice, you know, he does everything from the kids' classes. He teaches them afternoon classes. So I'm trying to do for him, like, kind of like what so did for me, you know, so right. I listen. so my, So then Marcus was the last one up and, uh, you know, Defending the title for some kid from Georgia and uh, a head kick later. <laughs> and what's cute about it is, is his first time his parents came to watch him because they didn't know he was even fighting. And then they see that, you know, it was nice. It's, and he's such a nice kid. So me and Colombo, Carol Colombo, we're 12-0. and 0, uh, Wow. Do my, wife's, do my wife's kickboxing and all these kids fighting. You know, we only got a handful. But right now we're 12-0. and 0. <laughs> Cornering. So that's pretty funny. It's a nice yeah. Listen. It's
3: pretty. That's pretty impressive.
4: And she's having a ball, Colombo. So we're having a good. We're having a good. Listen, we have a good time, man. So,
3: so wait, so you I, did the you did these fights last night in AC?
4: No, last night in Long Island. It was at oh, the Long B- Island, okay. Westbury Space Theater in, in uh in Westbury, Long Island. So how long did it. you get back? Not late. Not late. Like around oh, okay. after, a little bit at the nine. Fight started at five. So it was an amateur event, Ring of Combat from Lou Neglia and Ray Longo. And uh, Lou Neglia is a guy that I came up fighting under. So that's, that's and my wife fought up for fight, fought, fights under him, so it's wild, you know.
3: And Matt, we should also congrats to. Uh, uh, we, we should also congratulate uh, Vivian Arahu over uh, Jennifer Maya uh, um, in the co-main, um, a, a decision win number eleven over number nine, and of course uh, Martinez over Adrian. Uh, is it Yanez? He's saying it different now. He wants to kind of say it more. Like your the proper pronunciation and Michelle Pajeda over Andre Petroski. I mean, what an amazing first round! Uh, Michelle is so much fun to watch. He doesn't move as much as he used to, but he's still bouncing. He's still always that, moving. That,
4: that right hand was straight from the chin and a beautiful thing to see. You know what I mean?
3: Yes, and also another quick, quick finish. Terrence McKinney uh over brendan marlott that was uh, i think a i didn't it was really weird he ran in, Do you remember, do you see that fight where he runs in and he, he like threw a punch and they almost got him in a tie clinch and drilled the knee and i didn't realize it hit his face until i saw the replay um but it looked like he grabbed him in a tie a tie clinch um and i just don't think i've seen anybody grabbed quite that way oh all right uh, uh, uh gerald is here uh gerald mccoy yeah i was worried that he wasn't gonna Make Listen, it let's bring him in, yeah.
4: And Jeremy Cole, you know, he likes like me, he likes comic books and comic of movies.
3: He does, right?
4: Yes, he does.
3: Yeah. Don't make I fun. know he's a big guy, uh, MMA fighter, ex uh, ex football player. And uh, yeah, we should with with him, we could talk about yeah, no, I know he's a big MMA fan. We well, should talk, talk about to fans. him. Yeah, the
4: main of, let's talk about the, the main.
3: Yes. And we also, Matt, uh, coming up, I mean some real changes to the card. Um, I mean, Usman's fighting uh, Shemaev at middleweight, and I want to say that's the is it the co-main? and uh, of course uh, Volkanovski uh, against uh, Makachev on a, on a what a one week or, or two week fucking notice? It's crazy, days, bro. What's that?
4: Twelve days notice.
3: Twelve days. Magomedkalyev against Johnny Walker. That's the featured bout. Is a great, great fight. Um, this is an incredible
0: card.
1: Guaranteed.
3: Hey, Gerald. How are you?
5: Hey.
3: We were, uh, just, talk- Sorry, yeah. man. We were oh, just talking about high. this fight. Um, just talk about this card coming up and how like the main and the co-main have both been changed. And now it's Kamaru against uh, Shamayev instead of Paulo Costa. What do you think of that fight? I, I think that uh, Kamaru has a better shot against Shamayev than Paulo would have.
5: Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, he's been sitting for a while when he have been sitting that long, you know, especially with why why he's been sitting. I guess I don't want to say why, I don't, but I don't know why he's been sitting. I guess he's just taking a break. But the last fight he's coming off of, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure he's hungry to make somebody pay. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I hope that I think tomorrow yeah. have a better shot, yeah.
4: I hope yeah. Kamara was coming off a of camp though. I hope he was like coming off like he's like, I hope he's not coming
5: off a couch. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, seriously. That's <laughs> how that's how I, when I seen it, when I seen it, I was like, dang, I hope he have been training.
3: Well, he's also fighting a guy who moved up as well. So I think the mm-hmm. fact that you're you're not fighting someone that's been at middleway for that long. So maybe that's what it is too. Maybe that was his uh Motivation, like we're both going up, so it's a, a little less than fighting a guy Very who's cool. just a natural middleweight. I, I don't know, but I I, I love Kamara, and I hope this. Uh, but is that, that is a,
5: Do you think they both are going to try and fight Sean? I'm sorry. I seen Dana or some got announced that said that the winner of them I, I could have been reading wrong. The winner of them can have a shot at fighting Sean.
4: Sean Strickland. I don't. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I mean, is Kamara planning on staying at middleweight or? Is I just- don't.
5: The heck if I know I just read it, and I'm like, why would they do that? You know he's saying it's a title eliminator
3: I mean I mean is, is against Strickland, but what about Duplessis? uh is he is he not ready to fight is Drake just not ready to fight?
5: I haven't heard him say anything, and I haven't heard his name be in any mix of I heard nothing. Izzy
4: saying that he needs a break,
5: yeah, yeah, Izzy said he's taking a step back for a while, which I mean he has been fighting a lot, so I get it, you yeah. know you got it. yeah. So-
3: he, and it's also one of those things where you, you let it breathe for a little while because Izzy's been there for so long. So especially if uh, if Drakus wins this fight, I, cause I thought that was going to be the matchup for uh, for Adesanya it was going to be Drakus Duplessis and him because they had that thing in the cage together. But I guess Drakus uh, was injured and couldn't do it. So yeah, I, I think Izzy is smart to take some time. He had fought a lot in the last few years.
5: Yeah, and you—I mean—you got to think, man. We—if you think about it, like we never not see Izzy. We always see Izzy. He's at the events. He's on fighting. He's su- he's always in the mix. He's somewhere. So he deserves a break, man. You know. And yeah, yeah, what do you I think?
4: I was, was just about- going to say, before we get off this, Kamar Usman, could his wrestling negate Kamzat? So far, anybody Kamzat wanted to put down, he put down. Yeah. You know, Burns got back up. Burns did some jujitsu, did some nice stuff. But, you know, the only time Kamzat got down is when he got hit. Like, by, by Yeah. By
5: I mean, I don't know. The reason I don't know is uh, Kamara. He's he's very talented and he's very gifted. But I mean, with just like with Leon, the last fight, man, he struggled with Leon striking. So I mean, it could be it could be an issue. You know, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to take some punishment in order to get him on the ground. But you know, comes up, man. He he, that's a tough dude, and he's tough to get down. So. Well, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. That dude, yeah. that dude, man, that guy said, I kill everybody. When he said that, he screamed, I'll kill everybody. I said, Hey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <can't believe> him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what weight I kill everybody. I said, All right, man, y'all yeah, you are go in there with him if you want to.
3: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, that that's uh, th- it is very uh, impressive to hear that, but against yes, th- those guys, they've all fought guys at-, at the top of the division. It'll be interesting because he's coming in like fighting the top guys already. He's not working his way up in middleweight, so yeah, let's see yeah. how he does against uh, Camaro. And I would have been interested to see Paulo. Um,
5: I, I was, I was excited. I was excited to see that, though. Especially well, know, I was, yeah, I was excited to see that because I mean. Honestly, I mean, I know Paulo fought one more time, but my my only memory that's stuck in my head is him and Izzy. So it's like that's I want to see memory. Yeah, I know. I want to see. Holder. I want to see him shake back from that. You know, I know he fought since then, but I still that's all I. You know, who did he a,
3: fight after that? I know he fought, but who did he fight? That's the last fight.
5: I, uh, I have to. I have to look it up. Whoever I think, he knocked him out though he finishes
3: yes. yeah uh, i just uh why am i not uh i'll just look it up instead of uh instead of asking i'll just check it was oh luke rockhold okay
5: yeah
3: um yeah he had dropped two he had lost to adesanya and he had lost oh he lost to vittori mm-hmm. after that yeah, he oh he's had Vittor. two fights. yeah since then.
5: yeah, yeah that was cool. um
3: so how are you doing gerald what's uh what, what are you doing what are you doing with the nfl you're still working with the nfl right
5: yeah i uh i actually just landed this morning i did the uh Uh, game day final last night I worked for NFL network and I usually do game day morning, um, pre-show, but you know, with my contract, they can put you on anyone they want, you know, uh, two weekends ago I did the London show where the game, game was on nine 30. So we did the pre-show. So we was on at 4 a.m. We was on at 4 a.m. It's on the West coast. It's in LA. So, uh, we was on at four, got off at 10 this past week. My kids had a uh, fall break, so we went early. We was at Disneyland and Universal. Then I did the show. I landed at 5.30 this morning back here hold, in Dallas. So, How old are your yeah. kids? Uh, my oldest is about to be 22. He's in college. We went to visit him on Tuesday uh, because they had all week. And then after him is my 17-year-old. I got a set of twins at a nine and my Four-year-old's about to be five in two weeks. So
3: okay, so everyone's old enough to really Mm -hmm. understand what Disney is. Not like you don't have any like. like, like Oh no
5: no no! My five-year-old was the reason we went. He screaming, "Please, can we go back? Can we go? Can we go to Disney?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're going."
4: Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. (laughs) Going with my family around Thanksgiving. Uh, Let me ask you, Gerald, because I know me and you both are comic book fans. Did you see? I didn't see it. I'm yet to see it. Did you? See- yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> Did you see Kamora Savage? That's kind of I'm that. That's kind of me, though. That's my super.
5: I'm, I'm so it's <laughs> everywhere around me.
4: It's it's <laughs> everywhere around me. I love it. I do. I, I live it. Oh, I just went to Comic Con, by the way. It was fucking phenomenal. in New York, wow. in New York. How was uh, it? It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal.
5: Yeah. I have a friend in San Diego. He lives right by the gym, I'll train that name, Alex Sinclair. He does a lot of art for different comics. Um, he's drawn Batman's, he's drawn Superman's, like his art where his art where he does his work, you walk in there, he's got like limited edition figurines all around him. And then so it's like if you walk in, let's say what you see right now is his setup where he's illustrating everything. And there's just imagine like a bowl around him of all figurines, and he just sits in the middle like a and mad scientist. Just
4: you, you go to one of these. He things. was there in
5: New York. Yeah, he told me he was there in New York.
4: I saw um like a little shout out to UFC, a former UFC fighter uh, Tate Fletcher. Guys, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's, he's he's in movies. He was in um The Mandalorian. Okay. I seen, I seen him there. He was on the Ultimate Fighter season two. Okay. And, uh, he's a buddy of Joe Rogan. I was so happy to see that guy. But anyway, what a good time at Comic Con! What I was going to bring up is, I know you see the movies and whatnot. Did you see the Blue Beetle? I did not see it. If so, how was it?
5: Yeah, I watched Blue Beetle. It was uh, it was okay. It was okay. I watched it. It was man. It was alright. What is Blue Beetle? What is why that?
4: was the father calling your favorite character a fascist? You said what? Why would didn't he call him a face a fascist? As a, yeah. As a why is that now? What is he doing to Batman?
5: I don't, know. I don't know what he got. I don't know what anybody has against Batman. I feel <laughs> like it's like if you don't like Batman, you the one with the problem, not That's me.
4: That's how I feel. <laughs> how was no, Blue Beetle was,
5: it was Blue Beetle was cool. It was a it was an origin story. It was an introduction to a new character. It had a lot of elements of Marvel in it. Like it had a lot of Iron Man in it. Um elements. It had a lot of uh Ant-Man elements in it like it was it gave me a lot of like i had to feel like i knew james gunn did it because it felt like i was watching a marvel movie it didn't feel like i was watching a dc movie now there was darkness in it like death you don't see a lot of death in marvel sometimes you do but it's like like a feel good death it's like oh, it's sad but it's like a great story this one was like dang like why would y'all kill him? you know yeah so but it was i mean it was for the reboot of the DC EU, it wasn't like watching Iron Man. in OA. so let me just it. say that it was just like I know Blue Beetle. Anybody who don't know him would be like, oh, "Who is this dude?" I mean, it's a cool movie, but whatever. Is hey, DC
3: darker? They they are they, are they like like it's like supposed have... to be. That's yeah. what it's
5: supposed to be, and that's the, that's what makes that's what separates them. Superheroes are superheroes. They're, they're uh, feel good characters. To help motivate and inspire, but DC is more for it yeah. has more of an adult element to it. Whereas Marvel is more family oriented. DC yeah. is supposed to be like as an adult. You like all right. I'm I I can get in kids. It's like it makes you have to call your friends. Like, can I take my kids?
1: Yeah, that's what
5: DC's supposed to be. But Blue Beetle was like Marvel. It's like, yeah, it's a family movie. It was, it was about family. Like <laughs> It's about family.
4: What did you think of The Flash? Now, I, I have my thoughts on it. There was a lot of hype around it. What mm-hmm. did you think of The Flash?
5: The first watch, I loved it. Yes. After I watched it two more times, I was like, Ugh, I don't know. What yeah. happened? I, um, I dissected it instead of going in for enjoyment. Yeah. The first time I watched it, I went to enjoy it. After I watched any superhero movie, after the first time, I dissected and break it down. And it was a lot of, come on, man. Oh, you always go back and rewatch? Always. It was a lot of, like, all right. And then the more I watched, I understood why people didn't like it. But for me, what kept me on is Michael Keaton. He was great. As long as Michael Michael Keaton solidified himself as the best Batman ever in that movie. Yes, he did.
4: There was a lot of fun stuff in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't the think, CGI
5: just, when I first watched it, I was like, hey, look, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, Christopher Reeves, uh, Adam West. And you start seeing, you know, all these different people. But then you go back and watch it's like, Jesus, man, these look like Clay Man. Like, you could have did that back in the 90s. I know. It was 2022.
4: <laughs> That's a, I heard that about the the, the um, special effects. I looked at it like it sounds nerdy. Like I would blame that like on the speed force. That's how they look at it. through Jimmy cut it out. When he was running so fast, when he looks back in time, I'm looking at it like he, maybe looking at through that lens. That's how it looks.
5: Yeah. No, no. It's And it's crazy because some of the explanations I looked up said that they said that's like how he's viewing it. It's like he's looking into a dimension basically through a bunch of glass yeah. So it's not going to be a clear picture. So in the speed force, if he's seeing it, it's not like he's seeing somebody yeah. like clear. He's seeing like a kind of like a a visual of what they look like. So I'm yeah. like, eh, nah, they could have made that more clear, but whatever. You I, I thought it was just, yeah.
3: did you believe it? Or did you think that was just the explanation they gave to make All up for? It's a good,
5: right? it's a good explanation. It's a good explanation, but Eh. Yeah. You know, and then they didn't have no reverse flash. It's like,
4: uh, yeah, it, it was kind of strange with that. He made us that...
5: wait all this time to not give us reverse flash, not even a hint at reverse flash. What is there was reverse no flash? Extra credit scene. It's like, uh, it's uh, his arch nemesis. He does everything the Flash does, but he's evil doing it. Yeah. Okay. So flash is the Flash is all red with yellow accents. He's all yellow with red accents. It's literally reverse. Yeah.
3: But he, but he runs. That's his thing. Is the speed.
5: Yeah, he hates the Flash because he was a huge fan, and uh, he got so obsessed with wanting to be better than him, and he couldn't. So eventually, he started hating him. And then uh, you know, that's literally the definition. They need to put a hater in the dictionary and put a reverse Flash right there. He's so angry that he can't be better than him that he hates it. That is a true hater right there. Yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, I feel
4: the ending bothered me it could have ended because just not the spoilers a little bit but uh, they have a, a certain batman at the end of it and it's not the same batman from his universe. oh you
5: can say it. the flash been out for dang near six months all right oh right. so,
4: i know george Clooney shows up so it's like you know that's a funny ton- tongue-in-cheek moment and it gives you the audience a second of oh, it's funny it's george Clooney, the worst batman in the series and in this universe he's batman and but it's like they should have left it. I heard they did this. They should have left it when you don't see who it's going yeah. to be. I knew about. I heard they did, had an ending like that where he, he's like, "Oh, the, the 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 car pulls up and the crowd, you know, it's you're about to see who it is," and you can even do it, have him say something like, "You know, who is that?" But it, it, they did it where they didn't show who it was, and then the one they chose, they ended up putting George Clooney in there, and I thought it did a little, it kind of cheapened everything yeah you know what i mean yeah, it
5: bruce did, it like did. i mean i wouldn't even been mad if christian bell showed up you know because christian Bell's a good but he like he earned it to one. be that,
1: that.
5: yeah that he one. he was a good bruce wayne he wasn't a good batman don't give me I totally
3: exactly a hundred percent it was a good
5: bruce wayne he wasn't yep. a good batman i'm Why sorry great
3: Br- bruce wayne because he talked like he was a kid thank doing you. a scary voice thank
5: you thank oh, you everybody probably. has their take on playing batman I even like Robert Pattinson's Batman more than Christian Bell because his was more like clearly he's young. He's 22, 23 years old. He's in his second year. Half his gadgets don't work and he's still just angry. He's still calling himself Vengeance. Like, yeah,
4: great. yeah, he did really
5: good. But Christian Bell's Batman, his movies were phenomenal. Him as a Batman, because you could separate the two. You can separate Bruce Wayne and Batman because they all are two different. Like if you look at Robert Pattinson's Batman, he had the emo hair. And the, he was always just so just, oh, the world is against me. And I, I didn't like it. Christian Bale played a phenomenal Batman. Walk in a, walk in a freaking hotel with two women on his arms. Have them playing in the fountain. You know what? Oh, they can't play in this fountain? Cool. I'm going to just buy the hotel. Now I'm out. Like that's that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Show up to, show up to work sleep not paying attention to meetings just that's Bruce Wayne he he's completely separates his persona from Batman where in reality like he would prefer to be Batman than Bruce Wayne anyway but he has to have this like playboy persona and Christian Bale just has the look he just played Bruce Wayne really really good uh, I think the best look of Batman was Val Kilmer because he's tall. Like people understand Batman, it comes to six, three. So all you got in all these people who's tiny playing Batman Val Kilmer was tall in shape guy. He looked the best as Bruce Wayne, you know, but the best Batman is clearly Michael Keaton. He just personified the Batman character. See, I don't in like
3: to be, I, I don't like any of the Batman's at all. I, but I do like him as Bruce very much. Um, and, and it's it's a decision that Christian Bale made because he's such a great actor. He plays mm-hmm. anything but he just chose to play him that way. It's not like he sucks as an actor. Yeah, like, it's because he's a that? he's a
5: method actor. So you know that that form of Batman, he chose to play. He chose that because yeah. that's what he's a method actor. So when he, when that's why when I break down his Batman, it's like, okay, tell me what, what, what's the significance of his Batman besides the movie. And when people are like, well, what about this scene or that scene? That's movie. That's not him. Right. Uh, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. That is a Batman thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a yeah, I just yeah. Christian Bell, he was okay. I didn't, I don't like, his said- I didn't like his fighting. I not like his fighting style. It was all, you know, like it's just was, he I would get good. whooped in the UFC. I'm telling you that yeah, right now.
4: I agree with that. <laughs> You're whooped. Let me ask you. I was just gonna say Jimmy, only because it sure. is the main event. We touched base on it. Yes. I, listen, I'll talk comics all day long. I love this shit. Yeah. Uh, Islam Makhshup versus Alexander Volkanovsky. We know he took for yeah. this. I mean, what's going on there?
5: Do you think I, he's I, going man, to- I, twelve uh, man? My, my son and I, we love, we love Volk. And um, I just, well, I'm they, nervous for him. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. Oh, that's my thing. Oh, no. Why'd it go away? Whatever. Y'all can still hear and see me, right? Yes, yes sir. sir. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm nervous for Volk because
4: press the zoom on your thing. If you do that, it comes right back. I do that all the time. Hold on.
5: Jeez. I go down there. I press oh, zoom. there we go. <laughs>
1: Jeez, yeah.
5: It. yeah. It was uh it's such short notice. I know he's constantly training. However, my son was like, yeah, but you know, Volk is always in shape. He's always ready to fight. I said, son, I was a professional athlete. There's a difference in training and training camp. 100%. When you prep, when you prep for, for training camp, like me, I would train. Um, So the season went in, we had the pro bowl. I would do a little something to stay in shape for that. Just in case we played a little bit at the end, I took the month off of a train in March to get ready for April, which was team workouts. Okay. Team workouts, you work out, you get ready for OTAs. Now you have OTAs, OTA, you're in OTA shape. And then, you take, you have mini camp, which is basically three days of OTA, three extra days of OTAs, and really nothing. It's like a simulation training camp. Like OTAs, you only there for four hours. Training, uh, mini camp, you'd be up there the whole day, like if you were in training camp, but you can't wear pads and do all that. You get six weeks off. I would take a week and a half off because uh, my anniversary is June 29th, and we usually got out roughly. June 18th, this June 20th. So my wife and I would go on vacation, take our trip, and I would work out a little bit, like probably two days while I'm over there, all conditioning, nothing hit too heavy, get up super early, be in there an hour, hour and a half at the most, go and join my wife. Those last four weeks, for three straight weeks, is full on damage to my body mode because now yeah. I'm prepping for a season. That final week before training camp, Two days of final, like, putting on the finishing touches, and then the other few days is all recovery. Because now we're going into a full season of grind mode. In a UFC training camp, I'm sure it's something very similar. You have this – you be in shape, but training camp, you prepping, you're prepping your uh, game plan like we do in training camp. Wow. Um, you're working on a different type of shape. You're putting your body through something it shouldn't go through but because you're prepping for a war. I understand he's probably in shape and been training, but he hasn't been prepping for a fight like this. So it kind of makes me nervous because me personally, I feel like Volk with a real training camp would have won this fight. That's me. But now I'm just like, I don't know, man. Islam is not. (laughs) And if you, the demeanor of him and Khabib when they found out, Khabib was just like, "Yes, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Just bring us anybody." I'm like, "Just bring us anybody." <laughs> he just like that. Uh, it it just it, twelve days.
3: Ah. I think Habib has to say that. But I, I, if you're Islam and you fought Oliveira and you fought Volkanovski. He did I think it was the second round right Matt that, that he beat uh, Charles and he, he and it's a it's a different fighter than uh, Volkanovski he may not want to have to deal with Volkanovski again because a lot of people thought that that Volk won that fight and it was I think the toughest fight Islam has had so he may not want to deal with Volkanovski and all of a sudden he's got 12 days and here he is against well, so he hope- may
5: not he may not want to have to deal with him sorry to cut you out. but he may That's not right. want to have to deal with him but the same way Valk walked out the ring and said, ah, I know what I should have done. Islam and and Khabib probably like, hey, listen, if we fight this dude again, okay, this is what we do to make it clear. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, I can't remember. Was it unanimous? It was unanimous, wasn't it? Yeah,
3: I it don't was, remember. It was a unanimous it was, decision.
5: It was, yeah. Um, so it's like we beat him unanimous the first time. Yeah. Now let's really like make it clear, you know, and bulk like, well, I know what to do next time. So yes, Volk fought hard and Islam knows, yes, he's going to fight hard, but people have to pay attention to interview. I watch interviews. I watch behind the scenes. I watch podcasts on it. Bulk said it took a lot out of him and it was very difficult to get up to that weight. Um, he felt heavier. He felt like he couldn't move like he wanted to. And he said uh I know like technique wise what to do but getting up in weight like that like it's a it's a there's a way to go about it. If you have 12 days, yeah. He had a training camp to be able to get to where he wanted. Yeah. Now he got 12 days it means he just going to say screw it and just you know what I'm saying like it's a, it's a lot more than just the fight. There's the fight before the fight. So am yeah. oh, you,
4: really, man? There's a guy
5: that used to fight I don't think i ever take something. I used to blow up
4: between camps too, which isn't the best thing. But uh I like to peak at the right time. So I, I wouldn't be down for any short notice fights. But again, man, I'm sure he's getting taken care of with it. Maybe there's some he's saying that all the pressures on Islam because he's taking it off the couch. That's a way to that's a way to look at it. You know, if that's yeah. what to look at it, that's gonna help him mentally. It's gonna help yeah. him mentally like, all right, man, if I lose, I took this off the couch, I'm getting paid. Every you know, so that might just maybe take the handcuffs off him so he could really go for it. So yeah, but that's that, that,
5: that mentality is more for a like a long shot guy, not a legend, best ever level Volk. You know, like because when we look back, I don't this is when when if he wins, okay, he's champ champ, which is incredible. Yeah. If he loses, all we gonna look at is say, Well, dang, folk went up there and lost the Islam twice. When I we would like the people who know will say, Well, he took the second one until they know so Eh. but yeah. when we look back, it's just gonna say two L's to the same yeah. person. So legacy wise, yeah. I mean, if you look in it like right now, it's like okay. Yeah, he might mentally say, he might mentally say, um, "Well, he the pressure's on him. I'm coming off the couch." Yeah, but you're Volkanovski. You're not just any dude just getting off the couch and taking the fight short notice. This is the fight everybody's been wanting to see—the rematch—and we're getting it with you getting twelve things prep. I don't want to. I'm thinking more because it'd be selfish for us to say well, that's kind of a robbery with the type of fight we're going to get from the fan standpoint, but that's a selfish fans' mindset. I'm thinking from the fighter. I'm thinking from a professional athlete who I've seen people get called from the couch. I've seen people have to come in on a Wednesday and play in a game on a Sunday. I've seen it, and it's not easy. You see people do it, but you also see what it does to their body. Two weeks later, some tour This is hurt. That's like this. It's a lot that goes into it. So mentally, yes, he could say, yes, the pressures on Volk. I mean the pressures on Islam. But legacy-wise, his body, the prep that goes into it, is just it's tough. And for a person who's a big fan of Volk, I, I wanted to see a true rematch, not like this. So it's it makes me nervous for him because Islam, like he was ready to go. You know, he's 12 days out. It's like, I, yeah. I don't know. I've never fought, but I'm sure you know. Matt can tell you, like when you 12 days out, you pretty much there. You got some finishing touches, and if yeah. you go into Abu Dhabi, you flying in. Especially if you are coming yeah. from here, you flying in. You know, if you at 12 days, you flying in probably next three days or something like that.
4: Um, yeah. I'm hoping that he was on sh- in shape, on shape, in on the couch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I hope yeah. so too. It really, that's gonna make a major factor because. Let's face it, 12 days. That's not a camp. That's not even a no. camp. No. Taking it without a camp. So how was he in shape? Was he was he training a lot? Was he getting ready? Was he prepping for a camp? Was we don't that's the biggest question. But hey, we don't gotta wait long to see what's up, man. No, it's
3: it Saturday
5: night. Man. Uh, Saturday night. It's, it's and it's like it happened out of nowhere. It's like freaking a <laughs> Vulcan Islam. I know. And I Kamaru Shamayev,
3: a great yes. main, great co main uh two guys that we like just kind of put in both going up and wait uh when you look at camaro going up and you look at vote mm-hmm. going up again um joe that's we're wrapping up the show that's it well, you're a great guest man please come back anytime i love a guy who loves mma as much as you do
5: thank you where can people it.
3: catch you where can people watch you and do the podcast or what are you promoting
5: i'm working on getting my own podcast now i actually have an interview tomorrow to get my own podcast which I'm um, brand goes great um, you can catch me Geraldini ninety three on all social media platforms. My TikTok is actually Dark Knight four hundred five, but I'm changing it. I'm currently <laughs> trying to change it to just my name Gerald McCoy. But right now, it's the Dark Knight four hundred five on TikTok and uh, Twitter. Crazy. Instagram is Geraldini ninety three, and I'm on NFL Network NFL Game Day Morning every Sunday um, eight o'clock Central. 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. So check me out. I'm on sometimes game day morning, sometimes game day final, doing different things. So look out for me, man. I'm on the media side of things now, and I'm so excited about it. And actually, Matt, you will love this. Um, Saif Saeed Saeed is actually my MMA coach. I train with him in Dallas. So I've actually been training MMA since – uh love safe, March, love coach no, safe. No, yeah probably april mayish mayish and yeah hands, and damon Denver, jack and damon jackson as well damon I, jackson as well
4: yeah you're in in your good hands you know we, we love coach coach safe
5: so uh yes. and, and make sure you Thank get you. some blocks in there too absolutely i got you <laughs> i got you all uh, we'll right, talk Gerald. to you
3: again, man. Good luck with the podcast. Right. You should be doing one. You're really you're a great, great conversationalist. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. That's really always. all right.
5: Thanks, guys. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Gerald. Thank man. you, Gerald. Take care. Yeah. All right. Thanks.
3: And uh, Matt, I will uh, be seeing you on Wednesday.
4: Jimmy, I can't wait. Really quick. Congrats to my guys. Um, and also my guys who had the uh, AB, uh, the Abu Dhabi trials. Uh, even guys, you know, guys like Jason Row did phenomenal uh, Anthony Palacino I mean these guys are just taking limbs out there doing so great uh, there's so many uh, Frank Spano uh, Zach Fowler you know, I'm just proud of all my guys Marcus retained the belt young Tommy young Cal Colombo good job I'm just so happy Jimmy yes sir awesome okay. that's all goodbye Jimmy
3: see you tomorrow Wednesday and thank you Gerald and thank you Chris Gutierrez bye buddy
4: bye everyone
1: Emerge as you. Tremfya (guselkumab) is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremfya is taken by injection 6 times a year after two starter doses at week 0 and 4.
2: Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremfya may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if